Hello, children, and welcome to another episode of Talkin' Talkies. As always, I am Dan, and also, there's Chris, and I can hear myself. Yes. Oh, there I am. All right, guys, thank you very much for tuning in, and thank you very much to Giant Media Ball. It's like a giant ball of media. Not fleas. No fleas. No fleas. None. None whatsoever. And I want to thank them for continuing to support our podcast. This is our 14th episode of Talkin' Talkies. And we are smack dab in the middle of baseball month, or four weeks of baseball, more accurate. I think I've posted it as the baseball block. The baseball block? Block ball! It's a block of baseball movies! Yeah! And today we're going to talk about The Natural. We're going to get a little serial here for just a moment. Talk about a drama from 1984, the year I was also born. not serial really that much at all. Eh, yes and no. Yeah, it's, uh, well, it's, it's more serial than the movie we watched last week, Major League. Oh, yeah. All right, so you ready to talk about The Natural? The Natural. Oh, yeah, I had, a, I had an idea all along. This will sound very familiar. Natural is a story of a boy who wants to be the very best, like no one ever was. Bow, bow, bow. To pitch them is his real test. <laughs> <laughs> to bat them is his cause. <laughs> Baseball rule! Now, of course, you know the reference that I picked up right away in the movie was the whole uh, making the magic bat out of a tree that got hit by lightning. lightning. (laughs) Because all I thought of was, this was a very magical tree, a very magical piece of wood that I could make a bat out of. (laughs) Ah, yes. I love how much The Simpsons borrowed from this movie. Uh, This is my first time ever seeing The Natural. So it was... uh, First time viewing, and you're going to hear my opinion of the film as I saw fit. I believe this was also Dan's first viewing. This is my first viewing as well. And as I said, this is a story about a guy who just wanted to play baseball and be the best that he could be. He wanted to be the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. And yes... That is where Brett the Hitman Hart picked up his catchphrase from. My one, my absolute number one favorite stat about this movie. Yeah. Well, there weren't there weren't many interesting stats about the film, but that one stuck out. And then, of course, on IMDb, it's like only six people found this interesting. Fuck you all. And of course, he just wants to play ball, so of course, everybody in the world has to fuck with him. Of course, because why? Why live your dream? Ugh. This guy just wants to live his dream. We better put a stop to that. Everyone's just fucking trolling him his entire yeah. life. Well, all right. As soon as he hits 20, he starts getting trolled hard. Pretty much, yeah. So his name is Roy Hobbs, and all he wants to do is play baseball. He's got a pretty good gift here. He's got a good arm for pitching. He can catch really well. He can hit really well. And uh, <clears throat> his dad keeps trying to encourage him, but he keeps telling him, you know, just be careful with your dreams because they come back and bite you in the ass a little bit. Um, and his dad suffers a fatal heart attack at a tree near the family property, and that same tree gets struck by lightning. So Hobbs sees that as a sign, and he takes the branch that fell off and makes it into his own baseball bat, which he calls Wonder Boy. 
And yes, I love that The Simpsons made that reference. So the year is 1923. Uh, Roy Hobbs is 19 years old and now being played by Robert Redford. And he's going to for as a tryout in Chicago to be a pitcher for the Cubbies, of course, who back then they had only gone they had only gone 18 years without a World Series win. Not too bad. Um, so he meets, uh, he meets this sports writer named Max, uh, what was his last name? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Doing good so far. Yep. Um, he's a sports writer and he also meets the Whammer, who is the best major league. <laughs> Joe Don Baker. <laughs> yeah. He is the best major league hot hitter right now. So they stop at this carnival and of course he's kind of showing off for everybody. And, oh, Max Mercy was Robert Duvall's character. That's right. Max Mercy. And he's he's a, also a cartoonist, as well as being a journalist. So uh, Yeah, his columns get syndicated across the country, and he draws the, the pictures for his yeah. columns. So Hobbs, of course, gets challenged to strike out the whammer and does this in front of a big crowd. He's kind of like excelling at the uh, knock down all the milk bottles thing. But a girl shows up and... Kind of curses him a little bit. Harriet you know Bird. Was, you know what was because they mentioned while in on the train at the beginning that there's been like a uh, top prospect football player had been shot, and somebody else, somebody, some other top athlete had been shot and killed by a silver bullet. Right. So like already I'm like oh fuck. <laughs> yeah. It's like screw. oh that chick's it. That chick's the person right. shooting people. Yep. <laughs> And uh, you end up being right about that. And the other the other thing to note is that he gets he gets kind of cursed when he gets involved with women. That's like the other big thing. Other Although, than the one he's supposed to be. Other with than the one clothes. he's supposed to be with, right? So there's there's an underlying theme of like divine intervention in this film. So of course, every, all the anti-religious people out there are probably like, oh, this is terrible. And <laughs> he has to stay on God's path. As soon as he deviates, he suffers. Pretty much, yeah. Um, and as we mentioned, Harriet Byrd, this is Barbara Hershey's character, is the one that's murdering all these star athletes. So, of course, she lures him into her hotel room, she shoots him in the stomach, and then she commits suicide. And yeah, that's her thing. If you're a rising athlete, she kills you. Um, she doesn't kill him, though. She just shoots him and kind of takes him off of his path. He just falls down, and then 16 years later... Yeah, 16 years later. <laughs> like, now it's 19... What? Yeah, what? <laughs> it's 1939, and now he's 35. And he just got signed to the New York Knights. And the team's manager, Pop Fisher, which is Wilford Brimley's character... Diabetes. <laughs> this is, this is pre-diabetes. <laughs> Um, before he uh, checked his blood sugar and checked it often, and every commercial break on The Price is Right. Uh, so he's all pissed off because this is some middle-aged rookie, and he's like, I'm not even going to let him practice. He doesn't play him. He doesn't do anything. He just tries to get him to sit out his contract, which is, you know, $500, which is a big deal back in the 30s. But he kind of he's kind of forced to play him when everybody else on his team either gets hurt or just sucks oh, the big the one. Oh, fucking Michael Madsen's character. Uh, yeah. He's like the star player, but he just he just <laughs> he's hey, awful. He's freaking Roger Dorn. He takes plays off because he's like 
I'm going to be a free agent soon. I'm going to make big money. Yep. But Bump Bailey. But the freaking, but Pop gives him like the come to Jesus meeting. <laughs> like, you better play hard or we'll put Hobbs in. And he's like, shit, I better run through a wall and break my neck and die. <laughs> Which is exactly what he does. That was hilarious. Like, as soon as he, he like starts playing well in the outfield, he hits a couple of good hits and then he just kills himself. I just can't believe he goes through the wall and that kills him. I've seen players do that all the time and they get back up again. He must have really went through that wall hard. Oh, he only uh, trying to hustle to keep his job, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when Dale Earnhardt hit a wall and died? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize for that. But yeah, once Hobbs actually starts playing, they realize that he's uh, he's damn good. And he's he becomes right. And he becomes a new star player after Bump Bailey dies. And now all they're talking about is you know how the good they're doing. The thing is, is that first game, it was like a memorial. And they freaking scattered his ashes over the field by by biplane. Freaking yeah. gross ass shit. <laughs> well, look at it this way. It's better than the Big Lebowski when they tried to scatter his ashes off the cliff and they blew back in the dude's face. Oh, yeah, yeah. Poor Donnie. Oh, God. So, um, Hobbs is playing so well that now we, uh, we start to unearth his background. That's what uh, Mercy's working on, because he knows he recognizes him from somewhere. Meanwhile, Hobbs learns the, back, the, the background of uh, a bet between the judge who owns the team, that's Robert Prosky's character, and Pop. And the agreement is that if the Knights fail to win the pennant, Pop's share of the team goes to the judge, and he's out. So to ensure that, he actually tries to stock the roster with unknown players. Sounds kind of familiar, right? Like the last movie we just watched, where they're stacking the deck, the deck against him for some kind of ill-conceived bet. What is it with these sports movies, anyway? It's always about an, an ill-conceived bet, and then it always leads up to the main event, which is the final game. That's sports movies. That's sports movies. And then meanwhile, uh, people who don't understand sports, like our uh, Club Cafe podcast co-host, Pat McDermott, is just sitting in there going, yeah, move the thing to the other thing. Which you don't do in baseball. <laughs> Which you do not do in, well, you move yourself to a thing. I guess you, I mean. <laughs> you, you hit a thing, and then you run to a thing, and you try to hit all four of the things. But you have to have your partner, your uh, teammates, hit things too, and then the things can't get caught. So you can continue running the things. That is the most obnoxiously generic description of the sport I think I've ever heard. And I'm the one who said it. Good Baseball lord. Baseball is a very convoluted sport. Yeah. Except well, it's... Most sports are basically like one or two things, but freaking baseball is like five things. <laughs> And yet, I still understand baseball better than most other sports, which is funny. But I've also been a baseball fan longer than anything else, which is why we're doing this. So uh, Hobbs doesn't want to be part of this bribe. So uh, the judge and Gus Sands, who's a gambler, that's uh, Darren McGavin's character, uh, they're going to manipulate him using uh, Mimo, Memo, Memo Paris, Kim Oh, God, I can't even pronounce her last name. Basinger? Bassinger? Whatever. Is it Basinger? Bassinger? Yeah. yeah. Peter Griffin's doctor doesn't know it either. 
That's uh, Pop's niece, and it's also Bump's former girlfriend. She's going to seduce him. And now, of course, we realize exactly where we've seen him before. So uh, Mercy actually introduces Hobbs to Gus and Memo, and Pops is like, you know, she's bad luck. So, of course, they start a relationship, and what happens? Hobbs hits a big playing slump. Now he's striking out like crazy. He's missing all the plays. So, yeah, that's another thing. So... Now, he went off of our Lord's path. <laughs> so we're at Wrigley Field in Chicago. Hobbs is at bat. And this woman stands up in the crowd. And the light kind of shines on her. Another, like, divine light. And as soon as he sees her, he hits the game-winning home run. Turns out that it's Iris, Glenn Close's character. This is his childhood sweetheart who you saw the kid version of at the very beginning of the movie. So Hobbs is like, well, you want to come to my next game? And she's like, uh... Yeah. And then they go for a walk and she kind of confide or he kind of confides in her about uh, how he lost his way in life. He lost his path from that shooting. And then she's like, you know, I have a 16 year old son. She never says the age. But yeah. I'm like as soon as she's like, I have a son, he's like, and he's like 15 and a half and he's the father. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh, and the, the boy's father lives in New York. I'm like, uh, confirmed. <laughs> Fatherhood confirmed. Dude, that's like CM Punk return confirmed. <laughs> R- return confirmed. You are the father. <laughs> so uh, Hobbs is doing good. The Knights are in first place. They only need one more win to clinch the pennant. Again, he keeps refusing this playoff. So uh, he kind of... Uh, does he get drugged? Is that what happens? I'm thinking so, yeah. Yeah, they don't really talk about that too much, but he collapses at a party thrown by Memo. And he's uh, he's in the matern- he's in a maternity ward because it's that was the closest hospital. thing, <laughs> which is hilarious. They keep making jokes about that. Um, yeah, they just lost their last three games without him. So they have to have a one-game playoff against the Pittsburgh Pirates for the pennant, and that's like, I hate the Pirates. I hate the Pirates. Mer. But because of his old gunshot injury, his uh, stomach lining has been deteriorating, and the strain because of the continuing... Because still in there. Yep. And it's silver, it's... so he's getting poison. Yep. And if he continues to play, the strain could actually kill him. So now they're trying to convince him, you got to accept this payoff, and they start revealing all these secrets about how, you know, even though the girl who shot him killed herself, they want to try to frame murder on him, and oh, just becomes a big mess with lots of conspiracies. It is that a weird make... movie because it go two thirds through the movie before you get your major conflict. Yeah. Because <laughs> before that, just a eh, little, little bitty things. Yep. Little bitty problems that get taken care of 10 minutes later. And then all of a sudden, holy shit, they just start piling on. Yep. But, uh, the problem is that the judge has another man on the inside to try to help him throw the game. And that's Fowler, the pitcher. But uh, Huff kind of confronts him about that on the mound. And he's like, yeah, well, I'll start pitching when you start hitting. Oh, shit. All right. Now, of course, Iris is watching in the stand with uh, Hobbs's bastard child. He doesn't even, he doesn't oh, even realize it's his. And she's like, I need to tell him something. The usher's like, I can't let you do that. But his son is here, and he doesn't even know about him. So she just passes him a note, and you just see him kind of reading the note like, oh, shit. And he starts getting up. He gets up, starts walking around. Yep. Starts pacing back and forth. Pacing nervously. 
They dedicate like a full two minutes of real time to just him pacing back and forth. <laughs> it was like a family guy bit. Yep. And uh, so he's hanging out with the Bat Boy, Bobby. And earlier in the Which movie. Which is the best relationship in the movie. Yeah. Is Roy because, and Bobby. Because Bobby looks up to Roy and uh, he actually inspired him to make a bat of his own. With and the Wonder says, Boy story. Go to the lumber mill and pick out a good piece of wood yep. and I'll help you make a bat. And he hits, he hits a foul ball so hard he splinters Wonder Boy. Oh, uh, it was like take me far away from the mucky muck. It was like when Lazy Boy popped in basketball. <laughs> yes, we need to watch that movie eventually. I think somebody did suggest that for the future, so that that is on no, the hit list. He he requested basketball. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's right. He didn't spell it correctly. Well, I don't know about a movie just called Basketball, but if that's what you're talking about, I suppose we could watch that. Well, and now here comes the moment. It's uh, it's the last hit. He's already got two strikes, and he picks, what is it, like Savoy Special? Savoy Special. Savoy it's Special. The name of a beer that existed at the time. <laughs> yep. And his next pitch goes into the overhead lights, and they spark, and they all short out, and it's like a big fireworks display as Hobbs rounds the bases and wins the game, and they clinch the pennant. And then, of course, we end on that heartwarming moment back in the cornfield where he's pitching to his son now. They had, they had to do that because they couldn't have the the wrestler ambiguous ending. No, of course. No ambiguous endings here. So we had to add five seconds of it at the end. <laughs> But uh, that was the natural in a nutshell. What did you think, Dan? Like, like I said before, like for like the first two thirds of the movie, there's no major conflict. So I'm just like, what's going on here? It's just like a here's a series of things that happened. Yeah. <laughs> but then all of a sudden, it went whoa! And I'm like, holy crap! Yeah. Um, I I think like I think a lot of it is kind of predictable, like the fact that the fact that she's dead. I'm like, that's going to come back and bite him in the ass in some way. And the whole injury thing has to come back and play in. Um, and of course, the uh, the big reveal as to who is the father, which you can pretty much call as soon as she's like, I have a son. And just like, yup. But we all know we all know what he, Jesus. <laughs> we all know what he did before he left for Chicago. Yeah, they totally did. <laughs> but uh, as far as that goes, um. I liked it. Good drama. Um, I wouldn't say this is going to be like breaking any top ten lists or anything for me, and it's not a movie that I'm probably going to watch over and over again, but uh, I liked it. I thought it was good. Um, The underlying themes, you know, you can take them however you want. I enjoyed it. I think the, uh, the story was a little slowly paced at times, but overall told a good story, had some good funny moments, and, uh, you know, you, you just can't argue with the acting in the movie. I think the acting was perfect. So, I would give The Natural a big thumbs up. Big thumbs up. Yeah, you know, like that one in Facebook Messenger that you can give when you're on mobile, and you can just hold the thumb until it's gigantic. Which is, like, the stupidest thing possible, but every single time I chat with, with Pat, he always, always... Does the giant thumb? The and they did it so long, thumb. and then they added thumbs to like the stickers or whatever, and that thumb was bigger than his thumb. And then they had to update it again so he could make his bigger. 
Uh, comparing thumb sizes, people. Jeez. Um, you got any cool facts about this movie, Dan? Uh, we kind of already did it. Yeah. Well, I can I, I can tell you this one. It was um, a budget of twenty eight million dollars, and it made almost forty eight million at the box office. So not bad. Didn't exactly double, but at least it turned a profit. Um, really good all-star cast in this. Robert Redford, Robert Duvall, Glenn Close, Kim Basinger, Wilford Brimley, pre-diabetes. And, of course, the, uh, the big thing I think everybody knows is the soundtrack. I think you've all heard the song, the song before. And it's Randy Newman helming it. And he doesn't sing, so... It's time for the natural and playing baseball. <laughs> baseball! Went outside the fence... Baseball, it's a home run. <laughs> Randy, please, for the love of God, just, or for the love of Hobbs, just stick to songwriting and don't sing. I love LA. We love it. <laughs> oh, man. Good old Randy Newman. But yeah, um, <clears throat> if you guys don't know anything else about this movie, if you've never seen it before, you probably at least know the references. You definitely know the song. And you, you, I'm sure you know the two biggest things about the movie, which of course are the light shattering while he's after he hits the home run, and uh, the whole Wonder Boy bat with the whole lightning hits the tree and we make a bat out of it. Um, now that I've actually seen this movie, I can connect it to all the references from Homer at the Bat, which is my number three favorite episode of The Simpsons. To know what my top 30 episodes of The Simpsons are, you can check out my Jersey Rain blog on WordPress, comelia17.wordpress.com. Look up The Simpsons, and there's a three-part special where I list my favorite episodes of The Simpsons. The your, Thompson. <laughs> your name is Homer Thompson. Now I really want to go watch Homer at the Bat. So that was a natural. I liked it, and uh, Dan... Uh, I think enjoyed it, but might be indifferent to it. I can't really tell. I enjoyed it. Okay. I had a pretty good time. So don't stop me now. All right. Now, next week, we're going to be watching A League of Their Own. Girls can't play baseball. <laughs> uh, this is a great movie. My wife's going to be watching this one with me, too. She's a huge fan of this film. Of course, it's Tom Hanks, so you can't really go wrong with Tom Hanks. We should do, like, a Tom Hanks month. It's one of our uh, 2016 blocks. We could do a time... A, t- a, a Tom time? Hanks year. Hey, we could do a time honks year. Time honks year. Odom Shank. <laughs> we can do an Odom Shank year. And then, uh, after League of Their Own, we're going to be watching Field of Dreams. You guys know that one. If you build it, they will come. But then... At the end of April, we're going to stop with the baseball and get cereal because it's time. <laughs> cereal. <laughs> Let's get super cereal because it's time to assemble the Avengers April 30th. <laughs> so Dan and I can hit the theater that weekend and go see Age of Ultron. Shannon the and I next already have... day, hopefully. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I won't be seeing it the, the first day it comes out, but I'll definitely be seeing it on that Saturday for sure. Shannon and I already made our plans to... Uh, to go see Age of Ultron. And of course, Age of Ultron comes with the next Force Awakens trailer, which I am stupidly friggin' excited for. And then, uh, 
after that, when we get to the Avengers, we'll tell you what our plan for May is. But May is got a uh, May has two requested films scheduled for it, as well as a uh, a possible double shot that we might hit up. So uh, that's going to be it for us this week. The Natural. Hopefully, you watched it. Your homework is to watch A League of Their Own for next week. Which gets a yes out of five. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that one. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye.